Now, those sound like opposite concepts, that I would be a king and that I would be a servant at the same time. If only there were somebody in the Bible who were a servant leader. Well, I'm teasing, of course, because there is someone in the Bible who was a servant leader, and that is the Lord Jesus. So glad you joined us for today's Unlimited Grace, the audio broadcast ministry of pastor and author Brian Chappell. In today's lesson, Pastor Brian is joined by his wife, Kathy, for the first of a series of messages about marriage and parenting. When this message first aired, the local community was required to shelter in place amidst COVID-19 concerns. So the chapels viewed this situation as an opportunity to share some important messages in a more personal way. You can find this lesson and many others when you visit unlimitedgrace.com. And while you're there, look for Pastor Brian's new book, Are We Living in the Last Days? With a balanced biblical explanation about the book of Revelation and Christ's return, Pastor Brian will help you understand the hope that unites all Christians. Let's hear now from both Dr. Brian Chappell and his wife Kathy as they share the first half of the lesson, Gospel Husbands. Well, extraordinary times give us an opportunity to do some different things. So today we're welcoming you into our living, no, it's not really our living room, but a wonderful set arranged by our technicians and musicians to give us the ability to connect with God's people in a special way. So this particular day, I'm going to be explaining the Bible just as normal, but I've asked my wife, Kathy, to come and to give us some illustrations from our lives that might give us some understanding of what these scriptures mean. We'll be talking about what it means to be a family with a witness for Christ wherever he calls us. Do we we need such? Well, just what's in the news. In this time of a world pandemic, we understand that the news told us this last week that 50% of all American families have been affected by job loss. And at the same time, we heard just this last week that those families who are being affected by domestic violence as they shelter in place, that has increased by 50% over the norm. It's a time to talk about families and how the Lord may help us all. Anxiety, stress, sheltering in place, they make life different in lots of ways. And for our marriages, here's one example of a different way life started. In the midst of social distancing on a global pandemic, columnist Sophia Lee writes, last week I married my best friend. It was just David, me, and our church pastor all standing about six feet away from each other with about 150 people watching us through live streaming. When the pastor asked our witnesses if they would uphold our marriage, people typed, we will, in a chat box on the screen. I had no bouquet. We had no wedding aisle to walk. We had no photographers. So our friends took screenshots from the live stream. My father couldn't walk me down the aisle. We couldn't have a worship band play as we planned. We couldn't have my cousin's son be the ring bearer. We tried my cat, Shalom, but the naughty creature wiggled away. It was a wonderfully strange wedding ceremony. I couldn't see the faces of my loved ones, which meant 
the only face I looked at was my future husband's. God, in all his sweet wisdom, stripped our wedding of all the Pinterest envy, the chiffon and the flowers, and taught us to focus on what our marriage is really about, a man and a woman making a lifetime covenant with one another, no matter what. So that was a wonderfully strange wedding, strange we get, but wonderful in this way, that because of all the social distancing and all the effects of that, Sophia focused on the face of her husband and in doing so saw the sweetness of her Lord. You know, that's the way it's supposed to work, that husbands and wives are the face of Jesus to one another in our marriages. And what the Apostle Paul is doing in helping us understand how we help one another, support one another in good times or bad, is understanding what it means to be that face of Jesus to one another. Because we recognize when Jesus' face shines through us, his heart becomes known to the world as well as to one another. And so let's see how the Apostle Paul talked about that. Today, just that portion of Scripture dealing with husbands, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 23, Paul says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. What we understand in this passage, of course, is what it means to be a gospel husband. That's the name of this message, gospel husbands. And maybe it's just helpful to remember that gospel just means good news. What would it mean, husbands, to be a good news husband in your home? When you come through the door, that's good news to your family and to your spouse. Is that always the way it is? Well, in honesty, all of us would have to say at times, that's, that's not always the way it is. I'm not always a good news husband. And perhaps some would say, that's the way it once was, but not anymore. Someone close to us once said, when I was 25, I could not wait for my husband's face when he came home. When I was 35, I couldn't stand it when he came home. And when I was 45, I didn't even know if he was home. Husbands, if our faces are to reflect the good news of Jesus in our home, then what we have to recognize is the Bible is giving us, through the Apostle Paul, certain responsibilities and reasons and resources to be the head of a Christian home. Now, head of a home, that <laughs> there is an out-of-date and not very popular concept. Where does that come from? Well, right in this passage. Even as we are learning that parents are certainly heading the lives of their children, the Apostle Paul says, the husband, verse 23, is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. What are the responsibilities of the head of a Christian home? What are the responsibilities of a Christian husband? Well, 
we recognize that's debatable in this culture. Many would not even find the term acceptable anymore. So let's, let's be real. Let's be honest. What, what does it mean to be the head of a home? We've got to start with what does it not mean? What can it not possibly mean? It means, husbands, you do not get a potato pass. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you don't, by being the head of a home, get a pass to be a couch potato. As though because you're the head of the home, there are no responsibilities. There's no care that has to be shown. Everybody obeys your command while you take a rest on the couch. That is not what the apostle means. How do we know that? Because he talks about how Jesus, as the head of the church, is fulfilling the responsibilities of being a savior. And what does that mean? Verses 25 through 27 are explaining what that means. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, says the apostle, that's how husbands are to be dealing with their spouses. What what does that mean? Rather than just kind of a passive letting life go by and making other people serve us, The apostle said this headship of Christ was acting as a savior. There's an active engagement of certain things. There's sacrificial giving, giving oneself for another. Christ loved and gave himself for the church. It's also sanctifying living. Christ lived to make his bride holy, having cleansed her by the washing with water and the word. Here's the apostle taking two thoughts together, the washing with water, reminding us of baptism, that we are committing ourselves not only to live for Christ, but to die to self. And this is being done by the instruction of the Word, that to act as Savior is to make another person so important that we would die to self for the sake of that one and be guided by the Word, so much so that there is a a sense of the treasure of the wife being grasped by her by the way she is treated by her spouse. Christ did all this so that he might present his bride to himself in splendor. Some of your Bibles say that she would be radiant. Here is that sense that what it means to be a head of a home is sacrificial giving, sanctifying living, and treasure instilling. You're listening to Unlimited Grace, the audio broadcast ministry of pastor and author Brian Chappell. Our world is shaking with news of wars, economic uncertainty, natural disasters, social unrest, and personal tragedies. Now many Christians are wondering, are these the end times? No one seems to be able to handle a world seemingly spinning out of control. Are these the end times? Or is there to be no end to the madness of war and the sadness of a broken creation? The Bible answers with the certainties and comfort of God's Word. 
Pastor Brian will help you understand our times in his new book, Are We Living in the Last Days? This careful look at the major views of end times prophecies and the book of Revelation is written to comfort our hearts and strengthen our faith. Jesus promised us peace of heart in a troubled world, and you can understand and anticipate that peace through the assurances of God's Word in Pastor Brian's new book, Are We Living in the Last Days? You can request your copy of Are We Living in the Last Days when you go online to unlimitedgrace.com or by calling 844-41-GRACE. That's 844-414-7223. And now, more from Brian Chapel on today's Unlimited Grace. Here is that sense that what it means to be a head of a home is sacrificial giving, sanctifying living, and treasure instilling, that we are living in such a way that another knows the fullness of grace in her life. There's, there's this wonderful sense, all those things that God is doing, that He's loving, that He's sanctifying, He's pardoning from sin, that He is showing another person their treasure before Him. Loving, forgiving, treasuring, those are all the operations of grace. That what a husband is doing as the head of a home is having another person understand the fullness of grace in their lives. That's, that's not just being a couch potato. It's something else. It's, it's not being crowned as king. That because I am the head of the home, that what I'm enabled to do as, as one who simply takes over is that I rule with irresponsibility. Well, we've seen that happen too. Somebody who says, because I'm in charge, I can just be negligent. I can take a pass and make everyone else serve me. And Kathy, we've seen that with a family that we love, but had some problems when the husband just said, being irresponsible is my privilege. Our friends John and Mary had three children, the same ages of our older three children, so the families interacted together. And you're going to say their names aren't really John and Mary. No. <laughs> we will not use real names. It sounds as though all of our friends are named John and Mary, and that is not so. But there you are. One day, in tears, as we watched our children play together, Mary shared with me her struggles. She said, John comes and goes without even telling me. He works for this news organization that requires travel entirely at his discretion, but he doesn't even tell me anymore when he's coming and going. He hasn't made a decision in years regarding our family. The kids don't even know him. He's totally passive. He takes no responsibility because he says he's the head. He feels he can do whatever or nothing that he wants to. She said, Kathy, I don't have three children. I have four. <laughs> Being a kid without responsibility is not what it means to be the head of a home. And being a king who just orders other people around for your own selfish pleasure is also not what it means to be the head of a home. How do we know that? Because the Bible says 
that what God is doing through his son is he's serving the world. He who is king over all things, the God who reigns, Christ our Lord, nonetheless, nonetheless gave himself for the sake of others. You recognize that what Paul is doing when he says that Jesus is acting as the Savior, but when he acts as the Savior, he is loving his spouse, that he cannot possibly mean, I'm taking advantage of you, I'm the king, me Tarzan, you doormat. That cannot possibly be biblical love that Christ is expressing. And we know, because the same Apostle Paul described what biblical love is. Kathy, I ask you to look that up ahead of time. What is it? 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant nor rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love does not insist on its own way, said the apostle. And it puts us in attention here because we recognize that Jesus is Lord and at the same time he came to serve. And that tension is something that depending on your generation and depending on the culture in which you live, all families struggle with. I, I put on our smart board here the, the spectrum that we recognize that often cultures struggle with. It's between the P and the P. One is men believing I have absolute privilege, I'm the king because I'm the head of the household. The other is total passivity, that I just don't have to do anything because I'm the head of the household. Now, that's the nice way of saying it. Sometimes the P and the P becomes something between abandonment, I just don't have to do anything, and total authoritarianism. I tell my wife when she could get up, what she should wear, what she should do, when she should talk, and we become kings, tyrants, as it were, because we're the head of the home. And the Apostle Paul is not allowing that. When Kathy and I first wrote the book, Each for the Other, we recognized we were dealing with a generation that struggled much more with the authoritarian side of things. Now so much a younger generation has reacted against that, that often the idea is not that the husband is the boss, but he's just a brother. No more, no less responsibility. And that's not what the apostle is saying either. What does headship mean? If it does not mean I get a potato pass or a king's crown, what does it mean? It is clearly an expression of authority. I'll take you back to verses 23 through 25 of this passage. The husband is to be the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. Now, that example, whatever you perceive it to be, is saying as Christ leads his church, that is the example that is being given to husbands. And there's an expectation. Verse 24, right at the beginning, as the church submits to Christ, so should wives submit to their husbands. It's not just a, an abstract example, but as the church honors the Lord, so a wife is expected to honor her husband because he's the head of that marriage. And the extent of that is described. As the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. It doesn't say just in church, <laughs> just on odd Fridays. <laughs> it says, no, in, in everything. Unquestionably, there's an expression of authority in what it means to be the head of a home. And yet, yet right with that, there is an expression of service. 
Again, verse 25. Christ is the head of the church, yes, but what was happened? He gave himself for his church. What does that mean? He came and lived a life in humility. He died upon a cross with cruel suffering for our sin, taking the weight of our sin upon himself. He absolutely gave himself for the good of another. And again, we don't have to guess what that means to have kingly authority and to use it for the sake of another. Kathy, again, I ask you to look up Philippians chapter 2. What does it mean for Christ to have authority but give himself for another? Philippians 2, 6 through 8 says, Though he was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. Biblical headship involves being a leader in your home, and in exactly the same moment, it means serving others' well-being and welfare in the home, to, to be a servant leader. Now, those sound like opposite concepts, that I would be a king and that I would be a servant at the same time. If only there were somebody in the Bible who were a servant leader. Well, I'm teasing, of course, because there is someone in the Bible who was a servant leader, and that is the Lord Jesus. You must recognize that what the apostle is doing when he identifies males, husbands, as the head of the home is he's doing nothing that would be unacceptable in the Roman culture in which he is writing and living and serving. I mean, in Roman culture, the husband's authority was absolute and authoritarian. And Paul does not take away the authority of the husband. He totally redefines it because Roman authority was selfish, self-absorbed. It was dictatorial. I could take advantage of my wife. I could take advantage of my children. I could have any woman I wanted, but she had to stay pure. There, there was this sense of total use of another person. And what the apostle is doing is he's saying there's still authority but it is being used for the well-being of another person. It's one of the things that made Christianity so attractive in the, in the early Christian world, in the ancient world, because what Paul was doing was he was taking something ugly, secular marriage, and he was making it beautiful, where a husband would take the authority that seemed natural in that society, and he would be using it for the sake of his spouse and his children living for their sakes. That's actually what biblical headship is. It is not an abandonment of authority. It is the use of authority for the well-being of another. It is spiritual leadership. It is saying to another, with the authority that God has given me, even though it's a privilege to be the head of the home, I'm not going to take advantage of my privilege, but I will see that our home follows the Lord. That's going to be my example. That's going to be my energy, my effort. What authority I have as you, my spouse, help me understand my responsibility before the Lord is I will use my authority for the spiritual leadership of this home. That's Pastor Brian Chapel, and you've been listening to Unlimited Grace. 
If this message has been an encouragement to you, you can find a collection of more valuable resources at unlimitedgrace.com. When you visit, you will find today's message and many others from Pastor Brian. Also, be sure to request a copy of Dr. Chapel's book, Are We Living in the Last Days? We'll send you this book right away as our way of saying thank you for your most generous financial support. Once again, go to unlimitedgrace.com or you can give by calling 844-41-GRACE. That's 844-414-7223. Please be sure to join us next time as once again we endeavor to put Christ at the center of our efforts so that lives might be transformed by His unlimited grace. This ministry is brought to you by Unlimited Grace Media and continues to be made possible with your generous financial support.